Welcome to episode 26 of Our Weird Life. My name's Jodie. And my name's Jack. I almost forgot my name then. <laughs> what? <laughs> As you were saying, my name's Jodie, I was like, what's my name? Really? Yeah, unbelievably. Wow. I've only done it 25 times before. You Are you it? having a forgetful day? Yeah, a little bit. Maybe really? a little bit. It's, it might have something to do with the minus 18 temperature that we had. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really hate talking about the weather, but it is something that is quite prominent in our life and changes frequently. Yeah. We won't go on about it much, but needless to say, um, our door froze. Um, what else froze, Jo? My, so I went to do some painting and I had two glasses of water on my table. Yeah. And I looked at one of them and I thought, that looks a bit strange. And I put my hand in the water and there was a block of ice in there. <laughs> so it just frozen. <laughs> it just froze, like my little, my little water pots. Yeah, it's unbelievable, and, um, isn't it? your shoelaces. Yeah, so because of coming in and out of the, the snow all the time, um, my laces must have been wet last night. Yeah. And they hadn't dried, <laughs> as you can imagine. So I put them on today and between me leaving the car to go to, into school and getting into school... My laces had frozen solid. It was wow. like uncooked spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> That's so a great, weird. great description. Yeah. Did you like look up and was like, <gasps> did anyone see? They're like, were you trying to get yeah, anyone's I did, attention? Because I'd gone like, into the entrance guys, of the school and I, I moved one of the laces, you know, to undo it. Yeah. And I was like, it wasn't moving properly. <laughs> I was like, You're like in shock. <laughs> it's suspended in midair. That's and weird. yeah, there was absolutely no one there to. Um, they, they wouldn't have cared anyway. They were like, dude, it's <laughs> welcome to Japan. <laughs> yeah, welcome it, to winter. It's freezing. Probably. But it was particularly cold. Which reminds mm. me, actually. Um, Did you say it was minus 18 degrees Minus today? 18. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's that thinking. Celsius. <laughs> Celsius. <laughs> we have to say Just that. get that into your head. Minus 18. Um, What's that in Fahrenheit for people that don't know? I it doesn't sound very impressive in Fahrenheit like no, at it all. Doesn't. It sounds like um, I think uh, what was it like thirty or twenty or something. Very you know not impressive at all. Whereas when you say minus eighteen, you may as well be in the uh, Antarctica at that point. What is, is the it actual? Actually, though, I wonder how how cold it is in Antarctica. Well, I found out today that. The Antarctica is the coldest place on Earth, apparently. It has the, the coldest ever recorded temperature. And it was minus, I think about minus 60 degrees centigrade. Um, so in Fahrenheit... Celsius, whatever. In Fahrenheit, it's minus 0.39999999999996. Oh, okay. So it's getting there then. <laughs> I didn't count all those nines, by the way. That's a lot of nines. Yeah, needless to say, it's uh, <clears throat> it's rather chilly, and I could barely touch the steering wheel. But <laughs> because it was so cold, what I uh, <laughs> what I forgot to say to you earlier on was, so I just dropped Jodie off at work, and a few weeks back she'd fallen over. Yes, on the ice on the if you listen to the that episode. Yeah, I, I can't remember. How, it was a few episodes ago. You would now. have remembered. Um, and I just sort of waited there to make sure that she didn't go over again. <laughs> And I drove off and I went to the other school that I was working at. And I approached the car park and I was about to turn my car 
to pull up into one of the spaces and my car just started drifting. Oh, no. I mean, I'm not kidding you. It looked like I'd done like a handbrake turn <gasps> into the space. And I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how it happened. I didn't even turn my wheel. I just no. went into the space. That's so scary. Like the back end of the car. Did uh, you feel like James Bond? I did. I pulled up. <laughs> I was like, part of me was like, oh, my God, what just happened? And the other half of me was like, I don't know, we should have filmed that. That was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> it's like I just skidded into work. Like, I'm I here. Wonder, I wonder if anyone thought, like, oh, here he is again, that weird foreigner. Look what he's doing today. <laughs> like skidding into his can't car. Can't even drive properly. Yeah. The moron. Um, I'm probably, I don't know, but it was... <laughs> it surprised me needless to say. Also, I just want to point out, you didn't actually wait for that long. What do you mean? So, at the point where I was at, hmm. that was the same point you left last time. And then I I was running and I fell like a little bit further down down the Oh yeah, but I mean the car I can't see you past a certain point anyway. No, I know, but you that's my point. I fell further down. Yeah, I anyway. don't know I don't know what I was expecting to be able to I was just I was waiting <laughs> to see if you fell at the point I could see you. <laughs> Not at the same point I fell last time. Well, I mean I wasn't quite sure where that was. So you're like oh, she's out of my sight now if she falls after <laughs> that. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, can't help you. If, That's funny. If a Jody falls in the ice and no one was there to see it, did she fall? <laughs> did she make a sound? Did she make a sound? Yeah, I probably laughed. <laughs> I would have laughed. Anyway, you didn't fall today, so that's uh, that's a good. I just had the. I have got a bruise on my knee, though. Don't What's know that from? That, I don't know. Whoever don't knows, know. you have just bruises appear on your legs randomly, anyway, don't you? Mm, not so much. It's almost recently, like you go actually. around kicking stuff. <laughs> you do. What? You literally do go around kicking stuff. Yeah, but I've got uh, with leg, your head I've as got well. Legs like a giraffe. With your head too. Yeah, I know. This is the other problem of having really low door frames. Is I must have suffered some kind of brain damage. Honestly, over the, over the course <laughs> of the time that we have lived in Japan, I am. <laughs> I, I keep wondering why I'm forgetting how to speak English. It's because I keep lo- words fall out of my head. Mm-hmm. Every time I hit my head, I'm like, there's another 10 words gone. I, you yes, know. I agree. Yes, you probably have damaged it. I'm only joking. <laughs> no, but yesterday you were walking around the kitchen and I just heard this huge, like, clang. I was like, oh, God, what's he done now? And you're like, God! Welcome to our world. Yeah, you, like, hit your foot off the bin or something. Every day It's there always is... there, Jack. The bin doesn't move. I know. But, well, you know, someone bought me these massive slippers, so... Hey... I'm bound to hit things more. Right. No, <laughs> don't be insulting the slippers. I, they, I ain't. They, they're keeping my Look, tootsies warm. Let me say something. Mm. You are lucky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go on. I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. Jack's very tall, if you haven't gathered from this conversation. And he finds it difficult to get clothes to fit him in Japan. Mm. So I managed to find these slippers online. Let me tell you why you're lucky. Because Amazon Japan is not as reliable or, I'd say, as popular as Amazon around the world. Yeah, it's probably not used as much, as it? No, so you can't really get as much stuff. Like, usually you think, oh, you know, I want to buy that book or I want to buy that DVD or whatever. DVD. Who buys DVDs now? <laughs> <laughs> buy that VHS. Um, I don't even know the last time I bought a DVD. 
But anyway, you always go onto Amazon and they'll most likely have it. Mm. Not in Japan. They have a very select few things and usually they go out of stock and, you know, whatever, whatever. So I got you those slippers and my point being is that they're actually good. Yeah, they are. Because you don't know the quality of stuff. It's like a a raffle in it. You might get something great. Yeah. And also the reviews are in Japanese, so you have, which is quite funny actually, because you have to translate <laughs> them, and then they just turn into like complete gobbledygook. Yeah. And you're like, okay, is this a good product? I don't really know. <laughs> he gave it three and a half stars. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. They're very harsh on Amazon Japan with the reviews. I think so too. Yeah. They're really like uh, there are very few five star items, and if they mm. are, is that they've been like screened meticulously by yeah. the Japanese audience. So this is why you're lucky because. I really wanted a onesie. You know this story because I'm currently wearing it. (laughs) But I really wanted a onesie and I couldn't really get one to fit me either because they're very small. Um, So I thought I'll order one from Amazon Japan. And I looked and looked and looked for a onesie. And they have like those stock images, you know, that just is like every single onesie of... Like say, ten, 10 sellers use yeah. the same image. If you want like a Pikachu onesie, yeah. it's going to be the same like picture that's on like eBay that is on Amazon <laughs> Japan. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I found this one and it was a very cute little rabbit and it's like a really dusty pink, like a dusty rose pink and a kind of mustardy yellow uh, on the sleeves. And is it just the sleeves? Yeah. Very cute little rabbit ears, but looks kind of like mature, you know, not so cutesy. So anyway, so I ordered it and it came from China. So I was like, oh, it's not it's not from Japan. So it took quite a while to get here, but it had zero reviews. Uh, oh. This is the point, right? I never buy things with zero reviews, but I was desperate for a onesie. It's so cold here and I knew that it would keep me warm, like toasty. Nice. I wanted one. So anyway, it arrived and it's only bloody fluorescent yellow <laughs> and fluorescent pink. I literally look like the Easter Bunny. Yeah, you sat opposite me now when you are basically in the costume. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, Jack, I literally look two years old. Like, I can't even, like, it's not cute like it, like it was on the picture. But it's, it is still very, very warm and it is still very soft. But it is nothing like the picture. And I don't know whether to leave a good review because I'm the first one to review and that is, I've never done that before. No. So I feel, one, very responsible. You're going to set the tone. I know. Of the review. Because I love it. I've worn it every single day. It's super warm. It's great. But it doesn't look anything like the picture. So mm. what would you what would you rate this onesie, Jack? It fits nice. It's real soft. I mean, you see, the problem is, when you're when you're living in these kind of extreme conditions, the way things look don't play as, as important a role as no, the that's as true. the practicality of the thing itself. Mm. So, like, I mean, you you've just got like that's you got one layer, right? Yeah, I'm wearing. I'm currently wearing four layers, and I guarantee you're warmer than I am. That's true. So something is. You you're know. right about that. It's very hard to look cute. Like today. <laughs> well, people dress according to the mm. conditions, don't they? So I try really hard to, to look nice and have nice fashion for school. But today I had to wear these like... that. They look cute because they're like... They're tight on the waist, but they're kind of baggy. So then you wear like a tighter top with 
with them so they kind of balance it out or you tuck him into the you know the waist so you can see waist but I had to wear this huge jumper because it's freezing so I just had like a baggy jumper and then like baggy trousers I said to Jack look I look this pouch in the front (laughs) (laughs) do I look ridiculous he said no but I did look kind of silly but I was warm and that's the point exactly that's all so So it's hard so to to answer your question um so how would I rate it um, I mean, it definitely doesn't look the colour that it did in the advertisement, but I think I'd give it 3.5. Yeah. 3.5. I think I'd agree with that. It's not yeah. quite good enough to be a 4, no. but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's 3.5 stars worth of, of warmth. But would you message the company first and say, Oi, listen here, I'm going to give you a bad review if you don't. That's a weird one because I I, you never want to be that person. You know, the person who's like, I've ordered this item and, you know, the, the job's worth type mm. of buyer. But if you sell a product and you're under some kind of weird illusion that what you're selling is A-OK and perfect, until a customer tells you that there's something wrong with it, then how would it ever improve or get better? You know, that's that, that's literally the nature of business improving. Just imagine mm. if a restaurant was to serve a dish and it was just god awful and no one and said, Yeah, this is great and they wonder why that they <laughs> they're that's not true. they're not got a customer base. I do want to point out too, it was not cheap. No. It was about twenty something pound. Yeah, see I think that Which for one eats day. into the eats into the stars, unfortunately. Yeah. So I think three three point five is pretty you know, generous though. See, I would say that is cheap for a nice onesie, but for a cheap onesie, that's expensive. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. Like yeah. if I'd if I'd have gone, so if I'd gone, oh okay, I want to buy a cheap onesie, then okay, I understand that. Mm. But that's true. I'd I, you know I'd pay. I for think it. I would send them a message though and just say, look, this is the picture looks like this. I look like this. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's with the difference? <laughs> I don't look cute now. Thank you. Anyway, let's move on from the one day. Um, I just wanted to say, actually, last weekend we watched our first game of ice hockey, which oh, yeah. um, neither of us have, have seen. Uh, you've never seen ice hockey before, have you? I haven't, no. No, nor have I. Um, but so one of our friends, um, he is Canadian and he is a big fan of the Maple Leafs, mm-hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs. We don't know anything about ice hockey, by the way, so... Um, but yeah, what did you, I wanted to know what you thought. What was your impression of it? Because what was your impression of it before you watched ice hockey? Did you have a, a thing, like um, what you thought about it? I think I've seen it in like movies, like yeah. American movies and it always looked really cool, mm. but I never imagined myself going to one cause it's cold. Right. And I never really liked the cold. I think I could definitely do it now after living in Japan. I'd be a breeze now. Um, but I never thought it was like super popular um until like our friend was saying how him and his friends have been fans of this team for a long time and Mm. um i just i don't know you don't really see it on tv do you and maybe because we don't live in a cold place it's like it's not as like we don't have any snow really in england so we're not gonna have ice hockey really that's true it's it's kind of I think maybe you can draw a comparison in between, you know, you have the Olympics mm. and then you have 
the Winter Olympics. Yeah. The fan base of a Winter Olympics is always way less than a, a main Olympics, you know. Yeah, you're right. Um, and so as far as ice hockey goes, at least in the UK anyway, um, we, we're just not exposed to that kind of stuff as much, are we really? No, but I'm also one of those people that I will be, I'll be up for any game. Mm. Like really, if you tell me, if you take me to a game, any game, like baseball, basketball, like football, yeah. rugby, and you say like, come on, let's support this team. I just love that. I love being a part of it. I want to wear exciting. all the merchandise. I want to get all the, the snacks. I want to do the thing. I want to be like, yeah. yeah, and like, boo. Like I want to do that. Like that's exciting for me. Mm. So honestly, it could be, it could be any, but... What I don't like particularly about football is when they like pretend that they're injured. That really annoys me. Yeah, because a, because yeah. in in rugby, it's like they just put up with so much. It's a, it's a different. It's a it's a very different mentality, isn't it? Like yeah. it's a it's a contact sport essentially versus a, I suppose you'd call it a non-contact sport. Really, I think it, like it's still exciting. Like if you're there and you're supporting a team and especially if you've had a team that you've supported for a long time, that's exciting too. Mm. But I think I just find the more, what's this? More, Daddy's like raising her arm like, yeah. Like, I want to say rambunctious. (laughs) Is that a word? (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's the word. Like the more, I find that more more exciting. More like rousing. Yeah, because I think when you, when you are, in a team and you are playing a sport that mm. you get that sort of adrenaline and you probably do just want to punch the opposite team. Yeah. That's, that's quite exciting. Definitely. I mean... I what was, do you think? I'm always a, a bigger fan of sports that involves some kind of aggression or there's... Do you know what I mean? Like, let's say rugby, for example, or boxing. Those are the kind of sports that I prefer. Let's put it that way. Mm. But when we watched it, it was it was even more so... Like, they, they just stop and have a fight right in the middle of the game, which is incredible. Like, I want my sports to be a war. That's what I want. When I watch something, I, I want it to be, like, a battle. That's how what I get enjoyment sports-wise. Your eyes are so wide right now. It's because I'm talking about war. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> just have a fight. Um, but I could, I could see myself being an actual fan of that sport. I think it's, I think it's mm. really good. Yeah. Very exciting, very fast. It's fa- it is fast. fast I think that's what I like about it too. It's like the snappy. There's no like hanging around or waiting for stuff. It's like, come on, mm. let's fling this <laughs> puck around the around the rink. It's great. Yeah. But really I, I honestly think that we didn't really get the full experience with that being our first hockey game. Well, I mean, they did lose in that game. But the second one they won. No, I'm, I mean because of the crowd. It's a strange thing that they're doing right now where they're sort of playing the sounds over the top and <laughs> you got you've obviously got someone in like in the background with little dials going raise the crowd yeah. up and then bring them back down when and it's like, not boo. appropriate. I just they do the wrong one. They score a goal and they're like boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we miss a lot of that because when they played like the highlights like best um oh, best Oh, what do they call it when they they cheer themselves after a goal like celebration? Re- yeah, celebration. It says yeah. like "selly best selly." Yeah, for sure. And they're like really playing up to the crowd. Yeah, you know the the players are, and they didn't do that at all. Well, they can only we look watching. to each other really. They can't yeah, they like yeah, that was cool, right? <laughs> I can't. And there was no like spotlights on them. No, it wasn't dark really. It was just kind of 
it's a, it's alcohol. a very different atmosphere, isn't and it? And I think for them too, you know, it makes me kind of sucks for them. I did actually say this um, to our friend. I said, "Can you imagine when they go back to a time when you can just have full crowds and everything, sort of, you know, some kind of normality? Mm. Do you reckon we'll get really nervous? <laughs> like, I've never played in front of this many people." <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel probably, all shy. No, I reckon I'll love it. I reckon it'll be like extra exciting. I think people will go mad. Oh, they will, won't Especially they? fans, the fans. They'll yeah. just be like, go wild. They will. They'll buy all the merch. Yeah. Everyone will. You have to slowly let people out, like, <laughs> in dribs and drabs. <laughs> so. Like, this weekend, only 25-year-olds can go out or something. <laughs> Just make it, like, you have to have to, have to look at your age. Like, filter people gradually. Yeah. I everyone's so. just going to go mad if they're like, okay, you can go to a hockey game now. Or, yes. <laughs> Everyone out. <laughs> Stampede. Anyway, if you haven't seen a game of ice hockey before, I highly recommend that you do because it's very good. It's very exciting. So this week, Joe, um, like last week, we talked about the the Ravens at the Tower of London. Yes, and it kind of tied into some of the like folklore and mythology. Um, you know, the origins of the of the Ravens at the Tower, yeah. and so I thought I wanted to talk about something that was like more Japanese to oh. do with folklore. But about a specific thing, because... They have so many. Exactly. Like, Japanese mythology and folklore is just... It's like a giant soup of different things that you could look and at. And also, very scary. Really frightening. Like some of, some the, of the, the things. Yeah, the character, no, characters, what would you even call them? Fairy tale creatures, I don't know. Or spirits or demons that they have. There, oh there were some God. really, really frightening ones. Mostly to scare children as well. Yeah, it would work as well. I know if I was a, a, a Japanese kid and I was being told these tales by my, you know, my nan or granddad or something, it would just freak you out, what, did, what Did we even have anything like that? Like the boogeyman, I don't even know what that is or what he looks like. No, but the thing is, the, the stories that we heard, I think they were very much like, a, they were more of a, a generic blend of frightening things, do you know yeah. what I mean? But. With Japanese culture, it's very. It sounds kind of obvious. It's very Japanese. Do you know what I mean? It's got. It's it's very specific. Um, they're like the types of things. I mean, say in colder regions, they would often talk about like snow witches. Yeah. They, I think, is Yukiona, which is like literally snow hag or snow old lady. Is this the one that's like she has something covering her mouth and she's crying or something and when the children go to see if she's okay she rips off the part of her mouth and it she has a huge mouth and she eats them it's almost that almost yeah like that. um she eats children and people um if they come across her like in the walking through the mountains and they come across this old woman she just devours them um and I think there was also something about, like, she would go to people's houses or knock on their mm. doors or something really, you know, sinister. But she would just wonder, like, the snowy passes. And, <laughs> and like, long black hair or something, doesn't she? Like, white clothes and yeah. long black hair. It's very, it's very just scary, There's scary another one stuff. as well that my kids absolutely hate, and that's the one with, the, like, the long neck woman. Yeah. With the bendy neck. Yeah, I don't remember they the Japanese name for that, but it's it's quite literally a... I think it's a very regular looking, say, like a geisha looking yeah. um, woman. Japanese woman. 
and then she unwinds her neck and her neck grows really long and her teeth get really sharp and she just devours them too. And there's the turtle one as well, isn't there? Yeah. Like a turtle woman. The kappa, I think that's called. Oh, yeah, it's not a woman, is it? It's like a character. Yeah. And it's got like no hair. Mm. I don't know this one very well, but that one also eats children. Yeah. But (laughs) specifically what I wanted to talk, because there were so many, Um, I wanted to talk about the tanuki. Could you explain what a tanuki is, Jo? A tanuki is like a like a raccoon kind of like a badger but it's brown it's quite small it's pretty cute yeah. um it has a long tail which is like black and brown stripes and yeah it kind of has like a raccoony face um people most people say it's like a dog like a raccoon dog mm-hmm. quite small um i think they're adorable but most people don't really like them or think they're very sneaky yeah, that's a, that's a good description. And so, also, just to point out, people also put them outside their restaurants. So if you come to Japan, you'll see like these weird sort of um, cartoony looking figures of a tanuki with giant balls. They do have enormous testicles. Like they're sitting on top of their testicles. And this is outside of most restaurants. And unless somebody told you, you wouldn't even notice that was what it was. <laughs> well, but they kind of it, look like feet, but then you realise it's got feet also. Yeah, it's also got feet. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, it's, they're just giant testicles. They're giant testicles. <laughs> but it's supposed to bring, like, luck and um, customers to the, to, the, to, the, to the restaurant. Well, I can explain the giant testicles. Oh, okay. Because I was looking into that because I, why have these really tiny, <laughs> tiny little creatures got massive testicles? Sorry if I ruined that for you. I don't know if they actually depicted. do, though, but you um, can tell me that, I'm sure. Tanukis were very valuable to hunters and the skin and the fur was, um, was very highly priced many years ago. Okay. I don't know if you remember, but the pun or casual term of testicles in Japanese is kintama. Okay. Kin means gold, and tama is balls. So what used to happen was metal or gold miners, they would get golden nuggets, and to make gold leaf out of it, they would wrap the scrotum or skin of a tanuki around the golden nugget, and they would hammer it so that they weren't damaging the metal, but they were able to like flatten it out to turn it into gold leaf slowly. And so... There became this association to do with that, um, with money and fortune, and the way that it would sort of extend gold. The idea was that oh. it would make it was a lucky thing it that Tanuki was money. exactly yeah. It would kind of spread out wealth. Yeah, um, that's why they've got enormous testicles on the oh. little depictions of them, which I thought was quite interesting. That is really interesting because um, that's always bugged me. Well, I mean, it doesn't really make sense. Like, they're very small creatures. Yeah, and I'm like, where where does that come from? And I, I always thought that just it was a very famous restaurant or something that did that as a joke yeah. to get people to laugh and come in. And because of that, that's why everyone had it. That's what yeah. I thought. But Apparently the original depictions of the Tanuki was it was really seen like a godlike figure. Yeah. Very well respected and, you know, seen as connected to the earth and nature and having quite a lot of power. But as with the arrival of Buddhism, um, the and also from China to this, the story of the fox 
was slowly imported over to Japan. And the fox was seen as a very unlucky, sneaky, sneaky. you said before about the mm. sneakiness, you know. That started to become attributed to the tanuki too. As the years went on, the the idea of the tanuki being like a cartoony kind of figure, that's a very modern depiction of the thing, yeah. actually. So I wanted to read you a story. Okay. I thought it might be quite interesting. I'm excited. Do you like tanukis, by the way? I think they're very cute. I was, I've looked at a lot of pictures today, yeah. <laughs> so I think they're quite nice. And they can't really distinguish what they are as a as a species. Yeah. So they look more like a raccoon, but actually, physiologically, they're more like a dog. A dog, yeah, I've heard that too. So, but I think they're very cute, though. I don't know why people don't think they're cute. They are cute. And I remember, actually, the very first day that I took the train up to this little town, I saw, like... A mummy tanuki with like three baby tanukis like following her, Aww. and I thought because that was the first day, I thought, oh my gosh, I've seen a tanuki like, which apparently is very lucky. So I thought I'm going to see them all the time. Yeah. But then I didn't see another one for ages, and I think it was actually last year when we were snowboarding. There was one just in the middle of the road, wasn't there? You we got stuck, and he was just sitting there, and I thought, gosh, I haven't seen a tanuki in so long. Yeah. That you don't see them very often, do you? Really? I saw a ferret once. I think they tend to come out more in the in the night. Yeah, obviously. So, but it, it was strange that there was one up in this mountain in the middle of the day yeah. in the morning. That's right. They're very yeah. cute, though. This story is called Kachi Kachi Yama. In Japanese, they a very common thing is they have a lot of onomatopoeia words, which, as as you know, is anything like a, a word like whoosh or splash or, you know, it sounds like the thing itself. But they have this in Japanese too. Kachi kachi. Can you guess what that might mean, Joe? Um, the story's called kachi kachi yama. Yama is mountain. Mountain. So it's kachi kachi mountain. So that's an onomatopoeia. Yeah. Kachi kachi. It's to do with heat. Uh, oh, like flame? Exactly. Like crinkle, crinkle, like Yeah. What would we say, like... It's like a crackling fire. Crackling, yeah. So the story is really called Fire Crackle Mountain. Okay, here's the story. A man catches a troublesome tanuki in his fields. He decided to tie it to a tree in order to kill and cook it later. When the man left for town, the tanuki started crying and begged the man's wife, who was making mochi, which is like a Japanese sweet, to free him. In exchange, he promised that he helped her to finish the mochi. The wife finally decided to free the tanuki, but instead of helping her, he killed her. <gasps> the tanuki then planned a horrible trick. Using its shape-shifting abilities, the tanuki disguised itself as the wife and cooked a soup, using the dead woman's flesh as ingredients. <laughs> when <laughs> the farmer came back, tale? the tanuki served him the soup. After the meal, the tanuki revealed its true form and what he did to his wife, leaving the poor man in shock and grief. The couple were friends with a rabbit. And as a good friend, the rabbit promised the man that he would avenge his wife's death. So the rabbit started to play tricks to the tanuki. After setting a fire to the tanuki's load of kindling, which you often see on the back of these statues, they're carrying uh, wood mm. in a pack. So after setting fire to the tanuki's load of kindling... The tanuki did not notice it immediately, and when the crackling sound reached its ears, and it asked the rabbit what the sound was, it's kachi kachi yama, the rabbit replied. The fire reached the tanuki's back, burning it badly, but did not kill it. 
The Tanuki then challenged the rabbit to a life or death contest to prove who was the better creature. They were each to build a boat and race across a lake. The rabbit carved its boat out of a fallen tree trunk, but the foolish Tanuki made a boat of mud. (laughs) The Tanuki's mud boat began dissolving in the middle of the lake. As the Tanuki was failing in its struggle to stay afloat, the rabbit proclaimed its friendship with the human couple and that this was the Tanuki's punishment for its horrible deeds. And that is how the Tanuki died, drowning. Wow. So that's a story that's attached to this very much like an evil idea of the Tanuki. Mm. You know, it was it was seen as this very mischievous kind of nasty little yeah. thing. And that slowly morphed over time into the into the friendly tanuki but the this idea of like a mud boat it's actually tied into a lot of uh like modern things there's a train line in shikoku which is an island further south that its motto is our trains aren't made of mud (laughs) and it's it's in connection to this idea of the tanuki that would build uh, a mud boat, mm-hmm. you know, something that would just collapse over time. So where did you get this story from? Does it say where it's come from or, like, how long it's been sort of circulating or did someone specific write it or...? No, it's just a very old, you know, like a fairy tale type thing. Like a folk tale. There's no real, like, attachment to an author or something. It's just been in circulation for hundreds and hundreds of years. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. But there doesn't seem to be any moral in that story, really. I think it's more just the the Tanuki is very much like a, a mythological creature, as well as a real creature, too. Mm. So they think that... So is he always shape-shifting in all these folk tales about him? In many of the them, yeah. That was, a, that was a real strong, like, uh, in part of the imagery of the Tanuki. He could turn into anything, pretty much. Wow. And that's what part of what made that. him very tricksy, too, you know. Mm. Um I think whereas in in the modern day terms, he would be put placed outside restaurants too because they were able to create money or something. They were able to um, make it appear as though they were carrying money. So this was attributed to wealth Yeah. too. Uh, I just thought it was funny how in the, let's say last week we looked at the Ravens and their uh, the connection that they had to being guardians of the Tower of London. You've also got an an animal in Japan, which is very common, that's seen in kind of similar terms these days, you know. Yeah. But there's so much faith was placed into such a small little thing. It's it's kind of kind of ironic. Yeah, because I was just looking at a picture of um of the statues that are outside because. Mm. They always have like a hat and they're carrying a bottle and a little sign too. Yeah. Um, and so I was just looking at each item and what it means. So the hat that it wears protects against trouble. Okay. The big eyes are good decisions. Good decisions. Yeah. <laughs> the big tail is uh, steadiness and strength. Right. The sake bottle is virtue. Mm. Why is that virtue? <laughs> I don't know. Um, then they have a promissory note, which is trust and confidence. So that's the little... Because they're holding this little sign, which I never really knew what it meant. Um, so it's a promissory note. And then uh, large testicles for financial look and fertility. Yeah, I always wondered why they have... They carry all these other things with them. It's not just the large testicles. It's got like... A lot of different items. Yeah, but it's always the same. Like the actual... You'll know if you've been to Japan and you've seen it. 
the actual figure that they put outside the, the, the store is always the same, almost like it's a character. Yeah. In Japan, every little town and every little, like every prefecture has its own mascot. So I wondered if this was like a character that they'd made. I think it's over, again, it, this all stems from folklore, you know, it's, it's it, over time things have been added to it. Yeah. Um, which have given it this sim- being as a symbol of really good fortune and luck. It's funny, actually, speaking of uh, mascots. Yeah. So I saw this post that featured some of the scariest mascots that they have in Japan. Did, right. you, did you happen to see this? I, I can't remember. Scariest mascots. Maybe I did, actually. Because it was quite me. a while ago. Yeah, some of the mascots are really terrifying. And if you're curious, you should look up Japanese town mascots or Japanese prefectural mascots or something. Um, <laughs> so the usual ones are based on food, aren't they? Really, that uh, tends yeah, to be like a common thing. Local food, if it's um, well, like a main famous, feature. Yeah, like if they're famous for tomatoes in that town, they'll have a mascot made of a tomato. Or like there's there's one ta- uh, city called Utsunomiya, and they they're famous for gyoza which are like little dumplings and they've got mm. a dumpling mascot the one that started the thread was this one <laughs> which was the iwaki um <laughs> the iwaki uh <laughs> mascot sorry i forgot the name he's uh hula o- oji san old hula man <laughs> i think that's quite cute yeah but then people started putting their own in there. And this one's very, uh, very fun. It's called Meshiyama-kun, which is a bowl of rice, but he's also a sumo wrestler. Wow. <laughs> face. He's like, it looks like he's got a big piece of bacon as a mouth and two eggs. Well, kind of eggs. It kind of looks like Mr. Blobby face, doesn't it? It does a bit. With heart yeah. eyes. <laughs> and the hair. It, that is terrifying. So that's supposed to be like a onigiri, like a, a rice ball thing. I guess so, but he's a sumo wrestler. I think okay. it's a bowl of rice. I guess sumo wrestlers eat a lot of rice. That makes sense. Very scary. And It does um, look like it was put together by uh, a <laughs> lot of kids, though. So there's a city called Monbetsu City, mm-hmm. and this is called Monbemon. Monbemon. Ooh, that's a little frightening. Black eyes with little red, yellow rings in the middle. It looks like um, he's a big, like pink. It looks like lizard. A lizard mixed with li- like a lion. It's got or a cat. It's got like uh, you know those puffy, yeah. whiskery cheeks. Oh, this one's great. So we have a gaijin, which is a foreigner, yeah. for our mascot in Nagata. His name is Lurch. Lurch San. Lurch san. It's just creepy. It's just like it's a a guy who's on skis and he's holding his his hand up in like a okay gesture, okay or Italian perfecto kind of thing, and he's got little drops of snow falling off his hat, and he's got a big moustache. Yeah, and he looks very friendly. He does. It's very cute. Oh my gosh, this one's weird. So, <laughs> Shizuoka Performing Arts Centre mascot. That looks, I, don't, I can't even tell what that looks like. It's got a big eye with eyelashes on the top, and then it's a cone underneath that, and a big mouth on that says spa. <laughs> it actually says SPAC. Oh, S P A C. 
should say that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so there's quite, there's quite a lot on this um Have you got on scary page. ones? Like super scary ones. This one's called Hammerpon. He's a creepy old man holding <laughs> a bowl of champagne. I think he's a king, actually, Jack. That's like a ramen type of ramen champagne. Our town signature is. <laughs> he looks like a king and he's got big spirally <laughs> blue hair on either side of his head. And he's, his top half is apparently naked and he's holding, <laughs> he's holding ramen in the air like, yeah, we have the best champagne ramen. This but, one's very famous. That is... That's really scary. So that's a black bear. This is called melon bear. Melon bear with yeah. giant yellow eyes and like a big open mouth with fangs. And then it's got a melon on its head. Yeah. Literally <laughs> a melon. Why, Japan? Why? <laughs> I think it's from Hokkaido. This one is Suzuka's mascot. <laughs> <laughs> How would you even describe that? It's like a green marshmallow or cup and with then it's antlers. with antlers and a bell on one of the antlers and it's holding the little checkered flag and its body is basically the part of the ground <laughs> it's yeah like, like a tree grass all over its shoulders and then uh yeah like a brown trunk one of the themes across Japanese folklore in general is that there's always this very they've all got this sinister undertone and so even something as simple as the the tanuki, which is like a little cute raccoon dog, could be as nasty as doing something like kill yeah. <laughs> kill the wife of a farmer and cook her up into a soup. Mm-hmm. That's really dark stuff. It sounds very similar to actually the um you know, like the Brothers Grimm tales. It's very like dark yeah. fairy tales. I was stuff. gonna say I think we have quite a lot like like that, but we just don't really tell them anymore. A lot of like Germanic tales yeah i mean like hansel and gretel for one is pretty yeah scary. it's very sinister <laughs> she wants to eat them it's true isn't it yeah do you I know what i always thought was really scary what the child catcher in chitty chitty bang bang oh he was horrible <laughs> it was awful was horrible it, wouldn't he did he like, ring children a... <laughs> he was like that did he like ring a bell or something when he was on his way or yeah Ooh, and he had that massive nose. He had that massive nose. Why do you have that? Why do you have a massive nose? Well, it's like scary. Sm- to smell the children or something. Yeah, I guess so. Ooh, horrible. So who would even trust him? Oh, you've got to be a bit of a fool, aren't you? At least, like, you I know... I mean, his name with... is the child catcher. It kind of gives it away, doesn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. At what least... With... Did he have a name? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he was just the Mr. child Mr. catcher. Mr. Catcher. <laughs> Mr. Catcher. <laughs> I think with the, you know, with the... Um, catcher. <laughs> it's Charlie. Charlie Catcher. <laughs> <laughs> At least with, like, the witches, you know, like in Snow White and Hansel and Gretel, they, didn't they, like, change their face? Actually, no, what the heck? The, the witch, the evil witch in mm. Snow White, she turned into an old lady, which was way scarier than her normal appearance. <laughs> I know yeah. she was trying to be like in disguise, but why wouldn't she pick something like cute and innocent? Why did she pick like a scary old woman? I don't know. She really was quite frightening, wasn't she? Yeah. My friend really doesn't like that. So what I, <laughs> what I do is like put my hood up and I'm like, <laughs> and she's like, don't, please. Terrifies her. 
every year or a few years, you always get adverts that are banned because they're very frightening. Yeah. Like there used to be a really famous one that was from Germany and it was a, a drink driving advert. Oh, that's horrible. And you, you can probably, I advise that you go and watch this because it's, uh, it's very scary. Um, and yeah, it was like a, a drink driving campaign so to encourage you not to get distracted or be distracted by any kind of uh, alcohol or drugs whilst you were driving. And the advert is just a car and you're following it along this little valley and it's working its way up the hill. And all of a sudden this thing pops up on the screen and it's like... <laughs> and it's this like rubber, like animatronic monster Ew. thing and it sort of pops up on the screen and it's, it's right up in the, the foreground of the picture. I don't remember that. Well, they banned it off, off TV because it was so, so terrifying. But you remember it? Yeah, it was, it was sort of a thing that was circulating, you know. Um, That's horrible. And it's very, very scary, but they banned that. Uh, but that, that wasn't my original point. There was another British advert, which was a Smirnoff Ice advert, and it used this... It was like a, a Brothers Grimm-style um, stop-motion... Animation. Animation. And the character was called the Judder Man. And they used a Russian ballet dancer to play the Judder Man. I and he had I remember, actually. spiky hair. He looked a bit like what you'd imagine Jack Frost Jack to Frost. be. Yeah, I remember. And he would, like, he would you know, like pounce yeah. across, what, what would you call it, like creep across creep. the stage and... There was this whole idea that the Judder Man would appear when the moon was out. Mm. They, they used to say the moon was fat. It was really, yeah, it was very that. well stylized and it was very good, but it was on before watershed time and it was to scare the, like, the Jesus out of... That's watershed time. Um, so you can do more things on TV, like you can start swearing after... Oh, like after nine o'clock? Yeah, or, or at, oh, whatever yeah. it was at that time. Um. But yeah, so the Judder Man would appear every now and again on a Smirnoff Ice advert, but Ooh, it horrible. would scare kids I remember that now. out of their wits. It was very good, though. So what character did you really not like as a child? Uh, I have a very strange one. If you tell me, then I can, I'll, have a, I'll have a think. You're, I, what I'm going to tell you won't remind you of something that okay. you were scared of, but mm. I can tell you. I didn't like Barbie. You were afraid of Barbie? Yeah, I remember. It's those piercing eyes, probably. Just like <laughs> them, them I wasn't you. scared of the doll. No. But just this one time, and I, I couldn't even really tell you why, but um, I think it was just the way she talked and like, hello, my Barbie. Like, I just thought it was really freaky. Or like, like robotic or something. I didn't like dolls. I didn't like life-size dolls. It freaked me out. Um, and... I remember that somebody bought it me and um, and they, they put it on the TV and I just like hid behind the sofa. Like I really didn't like it. But no. I was I was like older at that point, but I don't even know why I didn't like it. <laughs> Unusual. Really weird. Like, and I obviously never watched it again, but I think it was that. Like, I think it was like the volume of it and the colours and the mm. the fakeness of it. I just didn't like it. It was freaky. It was all a bit too, like, extreme. Yeah, because I had this doll as well that was, like, bigger than me. I was only little when <laughs> I had this doll and it was bigger than me and it honestly scared me so much. And it was I know it was really expensive as well right. to get, and but I just hated it. Like, That's I didn't even want because it used to cry and stuff, like, walk towards me. Ugh. Yeah. 
That sounds so scary. It was big. It was a big doll. It was maybe this big. It's just the way you said it walked towards you. Like it yeah, had, it, it did. had it life walked. of its own. It was horrible. I hated it. Ooh. And the other thing I really, really, really didn't like was Mr. Blobby. Uh, Mr. Blobby was, I think it was created by someone who was sadistic. Because <laughs> that thing should not have existed. It was no. really frightening. Blobby, and, blobby, 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 blobby. The, the noise, they, they put that weird effect on it where it was like, yeah. I can't even do it. <laughs> that sounded like, a, that sounded like a, a dying hippo. Um, it had it had like several layers yeah. on top of it, doesn't it? Yeah. Didn't it? It sounded like a robot or something. Oh, it was awful. But I always Those watched big, it. green googly eyes and Noel Edmund seemed to love him for some reason. It's Mr. Blobby. He didn't love him. He drove him crazy. I always used to watch it like this. Yeah, with the you know uh, face that's like... Like when you can't look away because something's so awful. Yeah. It was like that. But I really didn't like him. And I remember th- there's one episode where he's like... Well, actually, a lot of the time he, he just got covered in stuff. And he was always dirty. Like custard or goop. Or yeah, it always bugged me so much. And mm. I remember one time he was trying... He was trying... a fool, wasn't he? He was a fool, <laughs> Mr. Blobby. I remember one time he was trying to get buff to impress his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And he, he drank all that. Um, like protein. protein, I guess. Yeah, and it just all over his face and in his eyes. And, and there was another episode where he was on the beach, and I remember him like running down the beach, and his feet were really dirty. Oh. And then he he was saving someone from the sea, and he and he just got all wet, and he comes out, <laughs> rolls in the sand, and he's like, "Oh, I hated it." And the music and everything. Oh, not good, not good, is it really? It's just awful. It was really depressing. I think there was another time as well where he was like washing his laundry, like doing his, um, washing his clothes. And there was something about that too. Like he just got covered in like detergent or bubbles or something. <laughs> I was like, why is he so messy? That's what I didn't like. But he was like a big Control clumsy. Roll yourself, blobby. Yeah, like I just I didn't like how loud he was and how like. That's what I didn't like about him. He was so, so loud. <laughs> You know, some people, they walk in a the room, they're just like, Yeah. He was one of those people. Yeah, blob off, blobby. Yeah, blob off, blobster. Blob over there. <laughs> Get the blob out of here. Actually, do you know what? I know why I didn't like him. I know why I didn't like him. It's just all come back to me. Mm. It was one time we went, like our family went camping. In, well, not camping. We went in a caravan. And um, I won't I won't say who, but one of my family members decided to... Actually, I think it was a few of my family members that were, like, tricking us. They wore this plastic Mr. Blobby mask, and it was night time, and they just kept, like, popping up at the window. <laughs> so scary. And the caravan had, like, obviously windows all the way around. And there was me and my two older brothers, and we were all, like, I think two, like, me and my eldest brother were crying. And my, my middle brother, he, he like, figured, figured, figured it out, I think. <laughs> but... um yeah, it was awful. And then, like, we watched the 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 tape of it recently. I was like, "That's horrible." <laughs> like, I'm traumatized. <laughs> no wonder I didn't like Mister Blobby. The three kids are. Oh, it's horrible. Blobby. It was horrible. And they like kept popping up, like at the window, and then quickly disappearing, or and then they'd run around the other side and do it on the other side. Well, you can thank the creators of Mister Blobby for that because Mister no. Blobby wouldn't have existed otherwise. 
There was yeah. always something weird about his appendages as well. They would bend in a weird way, you know, because it was obviously like this foam, this foam costume. Every time yeah. he'd bend his arms, they would just like, they would just like, like do yeah. that. <laughs> Just, that noise was like the perfect noise. I, I don't even, even know how you made that. It was just very like, <laughs> it would collapse. That was it. It would just collapse in on itself. Yeah. Terrible. Ter- I wonder if it was the same Mr. Blobby the whole, the whole time. I reckon, yeah. You, you, whoever was in the Blobby costume, he was the, the Blobby. I reckon it was, yeah, the, yeah. the Blobby. So he was a pretty big thing, wasn't it, really? He must have been mm. a big, big Tall uh, guy. Big dude inside yeah. there. I always imagine the Teletubbies to be or a really... a large woman. Maybe it's a large woman in there. <laughs> Tall <laughs> woman. Yeah. I always imagine the um, Teletubbies to be really small as well. Mm. But, but children or just tiny people? No, like I didn't think like that. I thought they were like real. You know um, what I mean? Like I watched them from... I think that it came out like like a couple of years after I was born. As in they born. were like little space creatures. Yeah, like yeah. I thought they were really small. And I think when I found out there was a real person inside the costume, I got really upset. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. They're huge. I thought they were really little. Yeah, they were quite large. Well, they, but... were, they were human-sized. Yeah. But in my head, they were, like, small and cute. Oh, uh, yeah. Until I was old enough to realise The illusion that... was broken. As had... with many things as you get older. Yeah. Well, there I was, we go. I was going to look, actually, um, who played Mr Blobber. Who did play Mr. Blobby? Are they still with us? I wonder if, um, I wonder if they did the voice for him too. Maybe. I mean, oh, so there was three Mr. Blobbies. Only three. I thought there'd there be was, more than that. There was a Mr. Blobby for one year, which was George McGill. Okay. From ninety-two to ninety-three. Yeah. Then there was um, Barry Killaby. And he was ninety three to two thousand and sixteen. Whoa, that was a that's a legacy right that's there. That's a stint. That so is. he was the blob. He to was them, pretty the blob. Yeah. Yeah. And then Paul Denson played him in two thousand and seventeen. Okay. But I think Barry uh, Killaby gets the Barry Killaby. Well done, sir. You frightened thousands of people, thousands of children across the nation, um, and probably in other countries too, no doubt, because. Things like that where they don't have a language. You know, like Mr Bean is very popular in Japan mm. and in many Asian countries because it, it was like a, almost like an international language. It was just through gestures and silly faces. Everyone could guess what he was doing yeah, uh, or talking about. I guess Blobby was very similar to that too. Oh, my God. He's got a son called Baby Blobby. Baby Blobby? I did not know that. I knew he had a girlfriend because she's pretty cute, those lashes. I don't feel like Mr. Blobby needs any offspring. He's, he's. Oh, I remember now. He's got a nappy. I'm sorry. Look at this. That was the kind of merchandise you'd get for Mr. Blobby. Yeah, it's awful. Ew. Really scary, scary character. Ew. I had this toy. So there he is, Mr. Edmonds. Look, I need to put, like, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Blobby. Merchandise. Awful. Absolutely awful. Look at that! Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that's the DVD I had. The, 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 I had this 40 minutes running time of Blobber. VHS. Look at his eyes, Jack. You'd have to remind me, I know he was. He was uh... Oh my god! <laughs> oh. 
They are some, you know, when people do like a fake costume. That's the thing. <laughs> What's worse than Mr. Blobby? The imitation of Mr. Blobby. Yes. Even Look scarier. At this one. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Do you know, I didn't like clowns either, and this is literally like, it's like a clown. He was like a bald. marshmallow clown, wasn't he, really? Look at his eyes, Jack, and the eyelashes. That's what bothered me as well, his lip, you know, and he tried to eat stuff. Yeah, and it would just like flop just all fold, over the place. Just folded in. What was he supposed to be? Was he an alien? Look how dirty he is. Look at, look, look at his hands. I don't know. Mr. Bean was an alien. Yeah. It's funny because I never used to think of Mr. Bean as an alien ever, even though the opening credits showed him Falling being, out the sky. Like dropped from an alien spacecraft. I never ever thought of him as an alien. Really? Yeah, I just he was just like he was just a funny, silly guy to me. This is the mask that my uh, family bought. Oh, it's, it's just dreadful, isn't it? Yeah. Type in Mister Blobby mask, and you'll see why I was so terrified <laughs> at three years old. <laughs> it's so scary. I'm gonna have nightmares tonight now. I think, and anyone listening will also have Mr. Blobby nightmares too. Let's uh, let's draw the podcast to an end there, Joe. Okay. That was episode twenty six of Our Weird Life. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope that you have been enjoying other previous podcasts too. If you would like to be part of the Owl community, you can find us on Facebook at Our Weird Life Podcast, on Twitter at Our Weird Life Pod. And now we have an Instagram with the uh, same username at our weird life pod. You can also listen to us on Podbean, which is our like host program, and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major podcast platforms. Jody, do you have anything prolific to say this week? Hmm. Any revelatory phrases or statements? Don't torture yourself. <laughs> In life. Okay. Like, don't put yourself through things that you don't need to watch. You know, that's what came to my head then. Like, why did I watch Mr. Blobby? Okay. I didn't have to do that, but I watched it again and again and again. Right. Torture. Yeah. Don't torture yourself. Don't do it to yourself. Just watch things that, you know, make you laugh, light-hearted, you know, have a bit of fun. (laughs) Not Mr. Blobby, that's terrifying. Don't scare your children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should be the uh, that should be a better one. Don't scare. It seems fun at the time. Yeah. It seems fun, but it's going to traumatize them for life. Trust me. Yeah. Once then, blobby dreams start coming along. Nightmares. Nightmares. Get it right. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Um, we will we upload every uh, Sunday, by the way. So yeah, you can expect us weekly. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. Yeah. Have a great week. Have a good week. We'll see you again for a new podcast next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.